I'm Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, and this is Sam Says, a podcast series focused on Illinois Medicaid managed care. Hello, I'm DeRondal Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Ralph Webker, Senior Medical Director at VaxCare, to discuss the vaccine programs and how to be more efficient. First, let me welcome our host, the Sam and Sam says, Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of I'm Hip. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing great, Durandal. How are you doing? I am doing well. The same question that I love to ask you every time we do this this uh, podcast of ours: summer's ending. We still have some warm temperatures left. Uh, any upcoming things that you and the family haven't gotten in yet that you'd like to before the temperature changes? You know, this weekend we are gearing up for back to school. So I'm so excited about this topic because it they go hand in hand in my mind. So we're doing some back to school shopping and, you know, just getting getting ready for the fall. Very cool. Very cool. It's uh it seems like that's the that's the thing these days where we were preparing to get out. Now we've been out for a little bit and now it's back to school and soon it'll have some fall temperatures ahead of us. So it's good that you and the family are doing that. Uh, let's jump into and, and bring in our special guest today. Again, we have Ralph Webker, Senior Medical Director at VaxCare. Ralph, welcome to Sam Says. How are you? Hey, thank you for the invite. Great to be here. We appreciate you being here. Same question for you. Uh, you know, the waning days of summer, uh, anything on tap for, for you as, as you look at trying to maximize the, the warm temperatures that uh, we still have? Yeah, nothing. Uh... Nothing crazy. We go back to school uh, next Tuesday and uh, maybe just try to maximize some of that time outside and uh, hopefully just continue to, to push the vaccines. If we can do that, I think life will open up as we know it. So. That's great. That's great. That's great. And that, that uh, ties in well with, uh, with our conversation, uh, very timely and pertinent today uh, on vaccine programs as it continues to wherever we are locally, regionally, nationally, continues to be an important topic of discussion. But before we dive into that, Ralph, can you level set for our listeners and give us a little bit of background on VaxCare and the work that your organization does? Sure. So um, VaxCare is basically a supply chain management company for vaccines. So um, it think of it as think of it as Walmart uh, for physician offices and going from the ordering to the delivery to the inventory to billing to the administration collecting of those dollars, it can be a really complex uh, ask of the physician offices. And we we come in and install some technology and hopefully help um, solve that solve that problem. And probably the best thing about it is there's no there's no cost to the physician. So big opportunity for me. I worked for Optum and United Healthcare for a number of years and just the opportunity in this environment to get the word out about vaccines, makes vaccines more accessible, um, empower primary care physicians to, to do more vaccines. It's, it's, uh, it's been a great opportunity. And I love that, Ralph, because you are really combining so many things that we're talking about now that maybe we didn't used to talk about quite as much. So supply chain, um, vaccines, uh, practice management, all of these things are coming up 
far more um, than I feel like we talked about in like say 2019, 2018, uh, and it's becoming more critical and just the general public's more aware of it. Absolutely. As a mom and as typically a patient, I think of vaccines and healthcare sort of from like the patient side of things not from the supply chain or running a good vaccine program, but there's all of these logistics that the people on my side just don't take into account when they're going to their, you know, their doctor, their, their kid's pediatrician, and, and they need a vaccine. You know, we just assume it's there and that it's just always sort of been there, but it's actually a pretty complex uh, process. So what's the number one item, like, you know, from a physician side, to watch or keep track of when running a good vaccine program? Yeah, so it's interesting in working with a lot of physician offices, the number one thing that comes to everyone's mind all the time is is price. What's the cost of the vaccine? How much am I being uh, charged for it? And per your earlier comment, I would argue it's the supply chain, the ordering, the managing, how much inventory that I have. That's really most important because you start thinking about the fluctuations there. You don't order enough vaccine. That means you either have way too much dollars that are sitting in your fridge that can go bad. It can be wasted. It can be lost, or you can run out. And then every time you run out, that means somebody's not getting a vaccine and you're missing an opportunity to to gain revenue. So any opportunity to be able to track where where that vaccine is, is, is critical from delivery to ordering or ordering to delivery to storage to billing. Where, where does that Um, where does that sit? And the best practice is you really need to dedicate time and resources to get an inventory count done every week. Worst case scenario, you need to do it um, every single month. And the amount of information and data that it's going to, that it's going to provide you about how much do I need? How much do I order? seasonal variants. Obviously, more vaccines are given out during school time, uh, during the flu months. And um, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not aware of any software that manages this entire piece. It would be, um, it would be great, but it, it's very manual, but I think it's definitely worth the time and effort. Right. And I'm thinking also just patient care. Like if I take my son in for his annual vaccines and his flu shot, you know, I'm anticipating that they're going to happen. And as a patient and as a busy mom, the last thing I want to hear is, oh, you have to come back for this one shot. We don't have it on hand. Um, You know, that's not, you know, the, the patient doctor relationship that you really want, but it's hard to make sure there isn't that, um, that break in care. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately we're seeing a lot of docs throw up their arms and say, I can't afford to do this anymore. I'm, I'm losing money. And now there's one more stop for you as the patient and the mom going to CVS or going to the pharmacy. And, and then you forget, you put it off, and all of a sudden, now more pressure on vaccine rates. So what you're seeing and feeling is is very much correct. 
And, and to that end, so obviously supply chain's got to be the focus because it streamlines, it makes it easier for the doctors. Um, you know, how do they, the supply chain, you know, it sounds simple. It's, you know, just two words, but it's, it's complex <laughs> and it's yeah. all these moving pieces. So yeah. where do they start? What is the focus area? Where do doctors sort of begin to understand their supply chain and how it's impacting their practice? Yeah. Again, everybody, <clears throat> everybody wants to focus on the, on the cost. And I think it's, if you can go through and understand here's where I have lost doses. Here's where I have errors in that system. Um, am I losing 10% of doses? Am I losing 20% of doses? Am I losing 1% of doses? That's really the, that's really the main item. And I, I think one of the other really big takeaways, don't assume that you're just going to be good at it. At Walmart, at the end of the day, they built an entire business model competitive advantage on supply chain. And um, to think that they have somebody that's working on it 10 hours a week, it's, it's crazy. So it's not going to just happen. So if you focus on those lost doses and you think through, okay, where are all the places that it can fall down? Um, a patient changes their mind. They don't want the vaccine. And then it's not given that day. Somebody accidentally breaks a vial a refrigerator doors left open, it, some of the vaccine gets out of the temperature range or it expires, it goes bad. Maybe you do the whole thing and somebody forgets to bill it. Um, you know, the paper gets lost. I enter the information correctly. It just doesn't get documented. There's so many different ways. And so first and foremost, just track all that, uh, those lost errors. And just a real prime example of what we're seeing right now on the financial pressures is there's a whole bunch of new fantastic vaccines for pneumonia, for cervical cancer, for meningitis. But these vaccines tend to be the most expensive ones. And just to give you a real live example, um, the pneumonia vaccine is, is $200 a pop. And each box is 20 is, is 10 vials. Well, the average profit is about $20 per vial. So if you lose one vial in that box, you just wiped out the profit for that, uh, for that entire box. And so really tracking and understanding where's the loss, where are the errors? And to that end, do you have any tips on sort of monitoring inventory um, or that process? I know Baxcare can help with that, but what are, other than going through the errors, going through um, and seeing where you're losing things, any other tips for practices? Because it still just feels complex. Yeah, it it definitely is. Don't Don't underestimate it. It's really that that inventory, that inventory checking, and you can't get better if you don't know where you are. You don't, you can't get better if you don't, you don't know your starting point. And so where, where is the loss? Where is that happening? And if you understand where that's happening, then you can take corrective measures. Um, the interest, the other really interesting thing is uh, the CDC actually has guidelines on fridge specifications. Um, if you're not familiar with these, 
definitely uh, go to the CDC website. There's specific ones for fridge vaccines versus frozen vaccines, and they go through in a in a very uh, in a very good way. You know, what's the ideal temperature? What actions to take if it's outside of the range? Um, ensuring backup sources and and things like that. Um, the last thing that I'd like to comment on, and one of the biggest frustration areas is um, vaccine for children, which is a government program versus the commercial, um, the commercial vaccines. The number one issue that we see is that is those mixing. And so just like your mom said, keep your room clean, keep your room well organized. I think this is exactly the same situation as, hey, do I have a do I have a quality assurance process? And it's not as good as to just say, well, right side is VFC and left side is, is commercial. Um, you it, any type of technology that you could put in to double check that, um, that, would be, that would be the best, best case scenario. Take that human element out of it. But where your error is happening, check the CDC website on the fridge and then make sure that the different allotments, you've at least got a QA process to monitor that. And, and that makes sense. And you, you talked a little bit about IT integration. You've highlighted that previously that there you know, isn't software that just does this for everybody, which would be nice. I think everybody would, every practice would probably yeah. employ yeah. that software. So any IT folks out there, here's a tip. Um, but any suggestions on IT integration here? Yeah. I mean, the number one item, and I, I think that we're past where we were five or six years ago of getting more IT, but any opportunity to use IT and uh, to streamline, to run, uh, to decrease the documentation errors, take advantage of that. Most of the billing software has some form of integration to do something and and maybe it's as simple as I can print out the vaccine report for mom going back to school rather than handwriting it, or I can do some automated billing. And then there's also reporting off to the states, which people frequently um, forget about. And um, as far as I know, as you brought up, there isn't an end-to-end -end solution saying here is the dose coming in to here's where the dose went out. Um, it would it would be great, but that that doesn't have it. We use a QR scanner where you scan the vaccine and then it tells you exactly um, where that is. But focus on anything to remove manual tasks from the from the nurses and every IT system billing system is a little bit different but make sure that you're taking taking advantage of that you're spending plenty of money yeah and, and to that end to sort of wrap up you know it's not number one but it is a driver and that's cost and payment and especially as we see practices stop vaccine you know moving away from vaccinations which is a real issue yep. um you know how common are losses. I mean, how how do offices manage all of this? Because, you know, like your one example of essentially you lose one vial, you know, you're 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 out, right? And so yeah. how how does that play factor? How common are losses and 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 what are offices doing? Yeah, definitely gotta watch the cost. I mean, there's a there's a lot of cost pressure from multiple different areas and 
the first thing that I would probably look at is, are you upside down on any vaccines? Are you, i.e., are you getting, are you paying more for a vaccine than what your contracts say that you're getting reimbursed? Hopefully in this day and age, that's not happening all that much, but that's the first thing that I would put focus on. Um, the second item that is the administration fee. So you get paid for the vaccine and then you get paid for the nurse to administer it. Don't forget about it. It's uh, $15, $30, sometimes $40, um, but there's different codes depending on which vaccine that you're giving. Make sure that you're, um, you're, using, those, you're using those correctly. I think we talked at nauseum about the loss and leakage, and I just can't stress that enough. Um, and then if you're in a group purchasing, think about the benefits of group purchasing. Uh, there are, there's definitely goods and bads. And then what I would finally close with is I'm a big fan of dashboard scorecards. Again, if you don't know where you are, uh, you can't, get better and set up a simple scorecard. Here's where we are clinically. Here's where we are with our supply chain. Here's where we are financially and clinically. Hey, are we giving all of the recommended doses from the, from the CDC? Are there particular outbreaks um, from a supply chain perspective? What's the accuracy of my weekly counts? Um, what percent of vaccines are getting returned, some simple things like that. And then financial, hey, um, where, do we have losses? And what's our total margin on our vaccine program? At the end of the day, you work really hard, you provide great care, you deserve to make money for this. And um, so make sure, that, make sure that it's profitable. But I think a, a simple scorecard or dashboard Will help you. Um, will help you get on the get on the right path. But it's not impossible. It can be. It can be done. But like everything in 2021, it's just it's complex. It really is. I think that's that's it, right? It's all complex. It's complicated. Healthcare is never simple, especially right. in 2021. Yeah, I think that that uh, that sentence right there, I think, is a good point to kind of cap it all off to keep us being mindful, but also to make sure that uh, we're, we're thinking ahead. Ralph, um, thank you for, for joining us. Hopefully in the future, would you be willing to come back and continue a conversation with Samantha on, on the uh, on the show? Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk. Uh, I'm a big winter sports fan, so uh, we can talk about what we're doing for the winter, but really appreciate uh, your time and uh, great to great to be here. Thank you. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Sam, before we close out, what's uh, one key takeaway that you have from today's conversation with Ralph? You know, I want to pull a few threads that he highlighted, and one of which is that, you know, making sure practices are billing for the vaccine administration. And I think this becomes even more important when we talk about VFC vaccines, which is that government program where they're not paying for the vaccine. And so you might not have that code on your claim either because it was a, a free vaccine. Not only are you leaving money on the table initially with that claim if you don't bill that vaccine administration, you are potentially leaving quality score um, and bonus incentive payments on the table too, because plans use the claims to calculate sort of vaccination rates. And so I just want to underscore it's, you know, if you're not billing for that vaccine administration issue or, or vaccine administration, then you're getting hit potentially twice as a practice. And that may put more pressure on you and you might not be able to 
you know, supply vaccines going forward. So it's definitely something um, I want to underscore for our, our pediatricians and our physicians. Right, great. It's a great point to be mindful of. Uh, if you like what you've heard today, I encourage you to visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net to learn more about what the association is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. I also encourage you to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like VaxCare, again, I encourage you to visit the website at imhip.net. On behalf of Sam and the team at I'm Hip, again, I'm DeRondo Beverly with the Gemini Group. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe and we'll talk to you soon.